of the things that you do is you get get ready for the race. You do your warm up and then you show up on the start line and you wait for the lead official to fire the gun. That's the same thing as when we start a business. You get ready, you do your warm up, you do everything. So when the gun goes off, you're ready to rock and roll. Welcome to episode 17 of DME Coach where we are helping you navigate the home health care apocalypse. So we are going to end up winning in the end. If not, there's a good chance we could get nailed by the DME or HME zombies roaming out there who would love to take your business out. We are here to help you. My name is Eric, and I love the independent DME. I love the small mom and pop, or even small mom and pop, four, eight, 12 locations. Um, I just love small businesses, and I love seeing how we get the opportunity to help others. As a smaller business, we can pivot faster, we can implement faster, we can take care of our customers and patients better. Today on the DME Coach Podcast, is it time to expand your store? I am talking to managers and owners and leaders who have at least one store. Here's the question. Is it time to move to our second store or fourth store or eighth store? Is this the time to expand? I would say for most of you, the answer is absolutely. This is the most perfect time to expand your store. And I'm going to tell you why. And if we miss this opportunity, what might happen is other stores are going to come into the areas that we should have gone into the first place, or they're going to come into our city. So we need to fortify our base right now. Now, I always start each week off with my personal high-low. The reason why I do that is it just kind of gets us into the good rhythms of life and saying, hey, things are not perfect all the time. We all know that. But hopefully by sharing this, I can help guide you and equip you to deals to deal with life as you encounter audits, as you encounter team member problems, as you try to love and care for your family as you lead your store. So this last week, I had a great, great high. Um, every quarter, I go off onto a solo. And the purpose of a solo is not a vacation time for Eric. The purpose of a solo is for me to look at our business for the next month going forward. Now, I was supposed to go on my Q1 solo in March. And what I do is I look up what we're going to plan for the next Q2. And that did not happen in March because of the whole COVID outbreak. So I finally got the opportunity to do this last Wednesday. And it was amazing. Just amazing. Highlight of probably my last month. There will be a future episode of DME Coach where I talk about how do you do solos? How do we set up our solos and planning time so it benefits your business three, five, tenfold. What I did for my solo this last week, I left Yakima, which is the city I'm based in, and I drove to three or four different cities. I had lots of planning time. I took out my one-page business plan for not only our business as well as my personal family life and ministry. And I just went over, what am I doing? What do I need to change? I went and visited another local DME in Gig Harbor, Washington. Um, very, very good good business. It's, it, there's a business in Gig Harbor called Olympic Pharmacy. It will blow you away. Um, I actually visited them 16 and a half years ago before I started Howard's Medical, and it's one of the main businesses that inspired me uh, to do what I do because it was it's a combination of independent pharmacy, home health care, DME, 
uh, high-end rehab all into one. And I've, I don't know the owners of that business well, but they are rock solid. Uh, their business is beautiful. They seem to be profitable. Um, and maybe even someday they'll be on this podcast where I can kind of pick their brain. So anyway, that was one of the highlights was my solo last week. And I even made a few uh, business decisions that I'm looking on my business plan. I'm like, okay, where am I allocating my time and resources? And came up with one big area I needed to get rid of. I'm like, hey, I'm in this area of my business and I need to cut it out. It's it's producing fruit, but not the fruit that I would like. And sometimes we will have areas of our business that we need. It, It might be producing some profit, but that profit is taking away from what could be a better profit. So uh, I made the decision to cut that out last week, which is just has been a liberating, liberating decision to make. Uh, my low for the week is our city's infection rate. Uh, I'm in Yakima, Washington, and we have one of the highest COVID infection rates on the West Coast. So uh, go big or go home. Holy moly. Now, I think a lot of this is attributed to our city's demographics. Uh, we do have a lower socioeconomic factor here in our city. Uh, 68% of Yakima's uh, employees are considered essential. We have a very large healthcare industry, large construction, large uh, agriculture. And so I think that's a lot of it as well, too, is we have a lot of our people in our city. They're just essential. They're essential uh, workers working in close confines with family members. If you get a family of eight living into a small two-bedroom house, that is going to increase infection rates. So that's the low. It's never fun to see anyone get COVID, but we have a lot of people in our city with COVID, which is too too bad. But we also have great healthcare workers, and uh, I think we're gonna you're gonna see an uptick very very soon in um, just our economy doing better. So that is my high low for the week, and let's jump into the main portion of this podcast today. Is this time to expand your DME? Now, two weeks ago in episode 15, I made the case if you currently don't have your own business. Is this the time to start your own DME, respiratory, or home healthcare store? Is this the time? Now, there were three main areas if deciding to start your own store for the very first time that you need to consider. The three things are, is there opportunity in your community? Number two, do you have the capital, money, intellectual, energy? And three, do you want to? Now, Whether you're starting your very first store or whether you already have a store and it's time to consider moving on, I think the same three principles apply, but slightly different if you already have a store. When we started our very first store in 2004 in a tiny sleepy egg town of Seal, Washington, it it was time to start our store, but it was hard. I didn't know how to build DME. I had to figure out what DME was. One of my very first sales was for a reacher. And I tried to build that to insurance. And I was royally ticked off when I realized most insurances do not cover handheld reachers, especially Medicare. There were all sorts of things to learn when you start your very first DME for the first time. Now, here's the great thing. Once you have one store, you have already taught yourself at least 50 to 80% of what is needed to move forward to your next store. In our case, we then started a store in Yakima, Washington. This was significantly easier than Sela because we had already built the widget, i.e. DME store, one time. And then once we started in Yakima, 
we created the business plan to move down to Sunnyside. Now here's the cool thing. Grab your business plan, allocate the funds for it, and then pray over it. Is this the right decision? So we were going to move down to Sunnyside, Washington, and we tried to make it work, tried to make it work, tried, and things just were not working. Don't ever force a triangle into a square. So we were trying to move into Sunnyside. And then on May 24th, 2015, if you pull up on Google Maps, what you'll see is Sunnyside is to the south of us. Ellensburg is to the north of us. I had our business plan to move down into Sunnyside. We had money allocated for it. And the Ellensburg Hospital calls me and says, we are done with DME. Ellensburg's not a huge community. You really can't have more than one DME. So that's why we weren't planning on moving up to Ellensburg. But what they said to me is, Eric, we're done. We want out of this industry. Uh, we've looked at your company. We want to give you everything. And I said, you want to what? Yeah, we want to give you everything. And so what they did on May 24th, 2015, they told me that. And they said, hey, we're going to give you all of our customers, all of our referrals. We're going to give you our hospice. But you have to start contingent June 1st. I'm like, that's like seven days. And I said, but how much are you going to charge me for this? Nothing. We're just going to give you all of our customers. Now, I did have to buy their inventory, which I did for pennies on the dollar. But that's how we moved for our third location. So what you do is you, you get your business plan, and then you look at it, look at it. Don't force it. And then you take that business plan and see where it will work. So in my case, I thought I was going down to Sunnyside because that's where the opportunity was in our community. But here's the but. I was flexible. I did not force it. And what happened was we got moved up to Ellensburg, Washington for our third location. And the nice thing is, is it's nice when someone just hands you 120 oxygen patients and said, here you go. And we did. So we got off the ground running. We, we drove up to Ellensburg, which for us is a 35 mile drive. We did that. That's how we got our third location. Now, I still had the business plan for Sunnyside, and we kept working it, working it, working it, and we were finally able to get that store open in 2016. That one took a lot more time, a lot more energy, um, a lot more effort, and a lot more money. But it, it didn't drop into our laps like our other stores did, but we did it responsibly and with a plan. So that's where our four stores are for our company, Howard's Medical Supply, that I, I am CEO for. So whether you have one location right now, five locations, 10, is this the right time for you to open up your location? Now, I'm going to use the example of either Ellensburg or Sunnyside. Those are two of the most obvious communities that I decided to move into as a uh, as a CEO of our company. And I'll tell you why I moved into those cities. The reason why I moved into those cities, they did not have anyone, zero. They did not have a single supplier in those cities. So when I was drawing up the business plan, I'm like, do, where, where are they getting their DME? People were driving over from Seattle two and a half hours away or two hours away. They were driving up from Yakima, down from Wenatchee, over from Moses Lake. They had nothing. So when looking into a city like that to move into, one of the things that you need to look into is anyone currently serving them. Now, if you have communities around you that I would say has over between ten to 15,000 residents, if they have no supplier, that is some low-hanging fruit. I would strongly recommend looking into moving into those communities. I can run the numbers for you and show you how we look at census data, 
how you look at demographics, how you look at insurance data, because and that's one of the things as well, too. You need to look at all of those figures of whether or not to move into the community. I would have moved into Ellensburg significantly earlier, but um, one, there was one DME supplier already in the city, but two, uh, you need to look at the demographics of the cities you're moving into. Ellensburg, Washington is the home of Central Washington University. What does that mean? Well, it means most of their residents are younger. Uh, younger patients don't have as many CPAP machines. Younger patients don't get as many oxygen supply machines or don't get as many oxygen concentrators. So that's why I did not and was not as excited to move into Ellensburg when we did make that transition. But we did because it fell into our lap and the, gate, and the, uh, the hospital literally referred all their patients to us is how that happened. So what I'd like you to do is pull up your one to three to five stores on a map and just put, hey, uh, this is John's DME or Topeka, Kansas DME, whatever DME you are, and pull it up on Google Maps. Even better, print it up. And then what I'd love you to do is look at all the cities around you. How hard and how long would it take to drive to them? So number one, is there opportunity in your community? Find out. Is there opportunity for you to do this? Look at all the cities, literally every city, I would say 2,000 residents and above. And the reason why you go down to 2,000 residents is those can help other cities out. So like my Sunnyside store, Sunnyside's big enough for a store either way, but if you look at it on a map, there are other cities around it that feed into Sunnyside because even those residents of smaller cities need to go somewhere. So look at the biggest cities and then figure out where you can drive or where your customers would be coming from and figure out what is the opportunity. What is the socioeconomic backdrop of that community? Are they Medicare recipients? Are they high Medicaid? Are they private pay and there's money to go around? Just do, do that. And then on that same map, Find every DME competitor that you possibly know. So I'll pick on the nationals because they're super easy. So when I did this, I pulled up Lincare, I pulled up Apria, I pulled up American Home Patient. Um, in the Northwest, I pulled up Bellevue Healthcare. Um, there are other city, there, there are other companies out there, and you then need to figure out are they trying to take the same customers? And if they are, that's fine. We always have we always have some degree of competition. Can you do a better job? Or even if you can't do a better job, do you have a better marketing message than they do? So number one, is there opportunity in your community? Figure this out. Number two, do you have the capital, money, intellectual, and energy to open up another store? Now that I'm 43 years old, it's getting a little bit harder because I'm kind of running out of energy or I don't have as much energy. In the old days, I would just hop into my 1996 Ford Ranger pickup truck. I could get two lift chairs, two hospital beds, a commode, and I'd be rocking and rolling for a number of hours driving around the countryside. I don't have that much energy anymore, but I do have enough energy to do business plans, talk with people, market, train my team. But whatever area you're going to move into next, what does that look like? Do you have the capital to do so? Now, I'm also going to recommend do not go buy a building until you know this is the area that you're going to be profitable in. Even if you get a lease for a building, find someone, maybe you can sign a six-month lease and then go month to month and just say, hey, I'm going to do this. And then if this, the moment I am profitable as a business, 
then you'll sign your five-year lease, hopefully with an option to buy. But figure out, do you have the capital to move into the next city? Even better, I can walk you through how to jump into new cities without even opening up a location. That's a very, very affordable way to kind of test the water. It's test the water of a new city. It's very, very easy to do. And there are lots of different referral sources you can get. So a lot of the cities that you could move into, it's very affordable to go into, minus your time and, and time and drive time, to see, hey, can I help customers? And what you're going to do is then you're going to find out if there is an existing DME company in that city, are they doing a good job? Talk to their referral sources. Hey, is ABC DME a good company? Do you do you like referring to them? And what you might find out is, yeah, I could move into this city, but I'm not going to because I'm going to go head to head against a very, very good company that uh, you're going to have a hard time breaking into things. So you have to kind of figure out what your niche is. So do you have the capital? Do you have the money? I am very, for the most part, anti-debt. If you are going to take debt on as a company, I believe it should be good, hard assets. Take out debt that can make you money in the future. Preferably, I would, I, I, we would take out debt buying buildings in established areas. Um, I wouldn't even take out debt to lease or rent certain DME items. I think that's just risky. Um, there are other ways of doing it, um, getting started. So so just make sure you have the capital because the last thing you want to do is you, you don't want to jump from your city to another city, miss the boat, and get wet. You see this happen all the time in the restaurant industry. There's one restaurant that's doing a very, very good job and they expand too fast, and then it's, they get their second restaurant location, and then next thing you know, six months later, both restaurants are bankrupt and out of business. It would have benefited them just to keep their current restaurant location. It's the same thing with DME companies. Be very, very careful and make sure you have the capital. Last, number three, do you want to? Serious, do you want to? There are great great business deals out there. There are great areas you can make a ton of money. People need our help. But if you do not want to, don't do it. Let me give you an example. It's a couple years ago, about two years ago, in our community, um, there is almost no home renovation places. And one of my executive leads said to me, hey, Eric, we need to go into the home renovation business. I was like, yeah, you're right. I did all the data. I talked to customers and it was ripe for picking. So we immediately jumped into the home renovation business in the Yakima Valley. Well, we got a bunch of referrals and we started getting paying clients almost immediately for the home renovation business. But here's the thing is at this time, our unemployment was so low I could not find people to run this aspect of our business. So I had to do it myself. And so I was selling it and I was getting a few uh, a few paying clients here and there. And But I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So even though I'm installing bath bars and, you know, doing bids for ceiling tracks as well as widening doorways, 
I just didn't like doing it. And so what ended up happening is I regret, I just really did not enjoy that aspect of the business and I didn't want to do it. Meanwhile, I love doing things such as rehab and wheelchairs and strat ops, love it. And even though we could have made some really good money as a company, we closed that aspect of our company because we just flat out didn't want to do it. There's still a huge opportunity in our city for this. And some other local contractors have jumped into it. So they it's not that you know they couldn't do it. And people are coming over from Seattle to take that portion of our business or you know what could have been our business. But I did not want to do it. If you don't, don't want to do something, please don't do it. Just because you can make money as an ATP and high-end rehab, if you don't have a passion for helping people in their wheelchairs, please don't go into it. Now, if there is something that you love to do, do it. Or if it intrigues you, then jump in there. So as you consider, do I start another location for our store? What we need to consider is, first, do you like DME? Do you like home health care? Do you like respiratory? And would you like to help that city out? That is one of the key things that we need to consider. Do you want to jump into that portion of the industry in that city? Now, you don't have to be 100% bought in, but you have, to, you have to want to. It has to intrigue you. And if this is the case, then you can totally move in there and do quite well. So those are the big three. Is there opportunity? Do you have the capital? And do you want to? Now, here's the other beautiful thing about opening up multiple locations. Once you have at least one, it is much easier to scale. It was easier for me to go from three to four than two to three. It was easier to go from two to three than one to two. It was easier to go from one to two than zero to one. That was the hardest is zero to one. So once you have a profitable store, consider expanding your territory because if we don't, at least then know, ask yourself, who's going to move into your territory? Because I guarantee someone else is going to be moving into your territory and trying to take your business. So at least understand that that is out there. The next 12 to 18 months, we are going to see our business grow by leaps and bounds. Now, if you think even if someone's not going to open up a store, you know the Amazons and the dot-coms uh, are going to try to still come into your city via TV advertisements, dropship, you name it. So be aware that that is out there. So either consider expanding your store, what does your online presence look like, or how are you going to combat other people coming into your area trying to take your business because they want to take your customers. They want to punch you in the face and take your most profitable customers. So those are the three things to consider. Is it time to expand your business? Well, hey, we're in the middle of a quarantine. Yes, we are. We're not expanding our business right now. But, but that doesn't mean you can't be doing business plans of what it would look like in the future. Because this this pandemic is going to end. I think it's going to end sooner rather than later. But uh, even if it doesn't, even if it goes on for a year and a half, we still have to be ready to move when it's time to move. One of the things I was, I, you've heard me, I'm a former track, former cross-country runner and coach one of the things that you do is you get get ready for the race you do your warm-up and then you show up on the start line and you wait for the lead official to fire the gun that's the same thing as when we start a business you get ready you do your warm-up you do everything so when the gun goes off you're ready to rock and roll 
there are very talented people who do not know how to race. So last week's episode with Matt Hemingway, you saw this. He was a very, very talented high jumper. It wasn't until he got the psychological component and learned how to compete did he do really well and end up winning an Olympic silver medal. It's the same thing in business. We need to understand when does the competition start? When is it time to move? And what I can tell you right now, it is time to move. The gun is going to go off and you're going to get left behind if we don't consider expanding our territories of our DMEs. Guarantee it. Absolutely guarantee it. Well, Eric, I don't know how to do this. Hey, well, if you don't know how to do this, the good news is, is there are so many people willing to help you out. At DME Coach, we will be your guide. We will walk you through the things that you need to consider if it is time to expand your business. We've gone from zero to one, from one to four actual retail locations. In addition to that, we have bought the assets of four other companies. So we're really a collection of eight to nine companies right now. Over the last you know 15 years, we have continued to grow and grow and grow. I just laugh because every month I get another phone call from a company that would likes would love to buy our store. Now, I'd love to say they want to buy our store because we're just doing a great job, which I think we are. But that's actually not the reason they want to buy our store. They want to buy our store and get into the industry because venture capitalists realize there's money to be made in this area. Now, just because there's money to be made, does this mean we move into it? Oh, please don't. Please don't. Only move into an industry if you are going to care for patients. Only move into an industry if you are going to care for providers who care for their patients. Only move into an industry if you see your purpose for doing it. Don't do it just to make a quick buck. That makes us look horrible. But run the numbers and see what that looks like. If you want to know what the big three are, Sign up at dmecoach.com and we'll email you the three things to consider as well as other things of those three. So I already told you what they are. You can write them down yourself. Is there opportunity in your community? Do you have the capital and do you want to? But there are some also some sub points of that you need to consider as well too because it's not just do you want to because when you get 2 a.m. phone calls, as we all know, for a beeping concentrator, that takes energy out of your life. So sign up and I'll send you the PDF. Of, uh, just give, give us your email and we'll give you the PDF of what you need to consider if it is time to move forward and start your own store. Now, next week, which will probably be later this week, we have two great episodes coming up. One is Barb from Pames. Barb from Pame, and not only is Barb with uh, Pames, Barb Stockett runs a number of local associations. I have a neat interview with her coming up, and she is going to speak on why we should be part of our local association. And for a number of years, I never joined my local association because I did not want any of the local association people that I go head to head with 
to know any of my ninja secrets. So that's why I never joined it. But it really is important to join your local association that you're part of. There is one for every single state, in my opinion, or at least I think there is. And Barbara's going to go over with us why this is vitally important for us. Plus, I get to pick her brain on how she has really benefited our industry. So some of the things such as increased in reimbursements and documentation help that you have benefited from, Barb has helped us with that. So um, neat, neat interview coming up with Barb from Pames. And uh, she also oversees quite a few other associations out there as well too. Also upcoming, we have how do you market the DME, HME store in this new environment that we're in? Because our stores today and how we run them are way, way different than they were even two months ago. Our current epidemic has changed things. I saw this happening a long time ago, and we already changed how we do it, did it. But what does it mean to market today your store? How does that how does that look like? And what do we do to get from point A to point B? And so we brand our message. But how do you brand your message? Do you just say, hey, my name's Eric, um, and I do wheelchairs, and uh, give me some? No. That would be like the most awkward way of asking for business. We're going to get into how do you properly brand yourself so when you do talk to a customer or a provider, they want to do business with you. So looking forward to that in the coming weeks. If you are stuck on something, hey, reach out to us. We are here to help you at DME Coach. First 15-minute phone call is free, F-R-E-E, and uh, so no no obligations there. We'd love to talk with you, and if we can bless you, we would love to bless you with some ninja secrets so you keep doing great as a business owner, business leader. So between now and the next time that we meet, take very, very good care of your customers, even better care of your team members that you oversee, and last, keep investing into yourself so we keep becoming better and better leaders. Eric Michelson with DMECoach.com.